yeah, just love, but as long as you're following your passion and your heart and you're enjoying what you're doing, and I feel like as long as you're creating something, doing something with your time that's feeding your soul, then it doesn't matter what you're doing. Art, art is art, creating is creating. And I feel like we are here on this planet to create and to uplift each other, do things that can positively influence the world. Yeah. So whatever your medium, do it. Welcome to the Art and Life podcast with your host, Taylor Gallegos. Art exists all around us, in all directions, from all walks of life. We just need to know how to see it. The Art and Life podcast is an experiment in an audio format that focuses on the art and philosophy involved with different people and their life paths. This experiment is intended to inspire you in your creative pursuits, whatever they may be. Follow along as I interview movers and shakers from all walks of life. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, craft, or vision. These interviews showcase that fact. Listen while you work. Listen while you create. Listen while you dream up the next big breakthrough. First off, I want to say thank you for listening. The people being interviewed and I are two parts of the podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without you, the listener. I very much appreciate your attention and your energy, and I hope you get as much out of this as I do. If you enjoy what you hear, you can join me on this artistic journey in many ways. You can subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it around. You can join the conversation on the Art and Life Facebook group, where we discuss topics from the shows. You can join my email list on my website at taylorgallegosart.com on the contact page, and while you're there, check out the new artwork I've been creating. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at taylorgallegosart. And finally, you can support my art and the Art and Life podcast on my Patreon page. Just search Taylor Gallegos Art. So again, a deep and sincere thank you for being here. Now, on to the good stuff. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. I'm here today with a very special guest. And it's really fun. One thing I really like doing is bringing couples onto the show. Um, I don't have them on at the same time, but we have one and then the other. And it's really cool. You get to know them um, each individually, and then you can see how they interface. And uh, that's what we're doing today. So today we've got Eric. Pauline on the podcast. Eric, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Eric's uh, lovely partner, Gianna, was uh, episode number 73. You got to definitely check her out. Um, yeah, Eric, I'm excited to dive into this. Uh, why don't yeah. we just start? You tell us uh, 
who you are, where you're from, how you got to where you're at, and what it is you do. Cool. My name is Eric Pauline. Um, I go by Open Optics. That's my producer, artist, stage name. Um, grew up in San Diego, mostly North County, San Diego, Solana Beach for the majority of my life. And I currently reside in Pacific Beach. I am a musician, producer, composer, as well as an acupuncturist and uh, herbalist. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a little bit about me. I started uh, making music at a pretty young age. And uh, it's kind of always had music around, was exposed to really awesome music from my parents and then uh, my older sister growing up. So music always had a, a special place in my heart. And we always had a piano in our house that my sister took lessons for, for uh, her formal years, formative years, and um, kind of just messed around on the piano up until I started taking guitar lessons when I was eight in third grade. From there, um, played guitar for quite a while until I got turntables, fell in love with hip hop um, in seventh grade, or I, I got turntables when I turned 13 for my 13th birthday. Put the guitar down for a while and focused more on scratching and beat juggling and turntablism. Um, and then for my graduation gift from high school, I got a Korg Triton music workstation, which is like a beat machine with a keyboard and you can play instruments and program beats and, and stuff on it. Um, and then I started incorporating guitar again into my production and started picking up other instruments like bass, um, started playing more keys, collecting instruments from all around the world. And, um, kind of all came together from there. And, and now that's a, a huge part of what I do every day. And all about that creativity. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, it's cool. I, I did a little uh, learning dive into Ableton last year. Nice. And yeah, and I got to a point where I was like getting to understand things pretty well. And then I saw that the next big like breakthrough would happen by me learning the keyboard and like the piano element of it. Cause if you can do that, you can really do like so much. Sure. It translates to everything. And the keyboard is really cool in that it's not only like, can you play melodies and chords, but it's also a very percussive instrument too. So just easily you could bang out like some drums on it too. If you put drums on a, on a mini keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, it opens up all the doors. Um, yeah, I see you got a Wu-Tang shirt on. I like that. Represent. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about uh, the Asian influence and um, some acupuncturists as well. So there's definitely um, interplay between the healing arts um, from Chinese medicine um, and music and vibration. So I, I consider it all one and the same. It's all healing, really, whether that's the intention that I put in when I'm playing music or when I'm giving an acupuncture treatment. Yeah. It's how we, um, 
we influence our chi, influence vibration, and um, our relationship with the world and our, our place in it. Yeah. When did you get, when did you start going down the path of acupuncture and how did you get there? Um, so I was exposed to acupuncture at a pretty early age. We had our family acupuncturist, uh, Esther Flatner. Shout out to Esther. Um, I remember going to her office at a pretty early age. I was like deathly afraid of needles um, as a kid. So I, I steered clear of the acupuncture side, but she did other things like um, she used magnets, which are really powerful for kids to influence chi um, and herbs. So I was, um, I was exposed to that alternative medicine from an early age. And then my mom started working for her as her receptionist when I was in high school. And I started getting acupuncture treatments around then, around 16. And I experienced the power firsthand of what acupuncture and Chinese medicine can do it's to really like change our vibration. And I, I definitely became interested from there. My mom kind of pushed me in that direction, uh, gave me like, how about a fallback plan if music doesn't doesn't pan out or fully pay the bills so i was able to um, get my master's in chinese medicine from pcom from pacific college of oriental medicine here in san diego and i uh, got my acupuncture license california license in 2013 been practicing ever since wow that's awesome what uh okay so not everybody listening might know some things like uh, like what chi is or um, you know kind of how it all works. So maybe maybe start with a little explanation. Yes. So chi is like our vital life force. We have two main constituents in the body. We have chi and we have blood, and without them we would not be alive. So chi is like you can say it's what like powers everything it's like if you want to translate it into western medical terms it could be like the atp and the mitochondria it's like what propels things forward and chi is more male energy it's like yang energy and blood is like our more yin energy so in chinese medicine there's always an interplay interplay between the yin and yang yin being our feminine energy yang being our male energy but if you look at the symbol of yin and yang, there's a constant interplay between the two and there's never a separation between the two. So one feeds into the other, the other feeds into the other. So when we are approaching health from a Eastern medicine side, we're looking at how that balance plays out in the body as well as the mental and spiritual side too because in chinese medicine it's a holistic approach and there's no separation between the mind body and soul so when you're treating one you're treating the whole so for example you might have an imbalance on a, on the organ level at your lungs maybe maybe you have asthma um, or some kind of respiratory issue you can look at asthma from a Chinese medicine perspective 
as being an insufficiency of the lung chi. And there's an interplay between the kidneys and the lungs. And we, we can get real deep here. I don't want to like go too deep down the rabbit hole. But basically, each organ system has its own yin-yang balance. And then the whole body as a whole has its own yin-yang balance. So we're always trying to find homeostasis, trying to find that balance point. And that's where health is. That's what we're we're always trying to strive to get back to that point because through living life, through especially in this current age, day and age, we have so many stressors. We got all these different um, lifestyle choices from diet to exercise to how you think, what you consume, both watching on a screen or putting in your body they influence our chi and our vibration and that can throw off your, your, your balance. So in Chinese medicine, we, we look to try to regain that, that balance point so the body can heal itself. Wow. Love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. And, uh, and it's, it's neat that it's a different approach that there's lots of approaches to health and wellness. And, um, I mean, Chinese medicine has been practiced for like how many thousands of years? Many, many thousands of years. Yeah. At least yeah. 3000. Um, so now back to your, okay. So I guess my next question is how did learning the Chinese medicine element affect your music? It's hmm. a really good question. I would say it helped me to listen more and I think heighten my senses and become more sensitive to how vibration can be affected, especially by music. Um, I have a dear friend, Jamie Shadowlight, who's a violin player and um, collaborator and she talks a lot about like moving each other's water through music so we the human body is made up of 70 percent water so when we're playing music we're actually affecting that water water has memory water is very malleable and can contain a lot of information so if we're made up predominantly water, then that's definitely affecting us, whether through music or through needles or through TV programming, whatever. So yeah, I think it's um it's made me more sensitive. Sure. Yeah. And made me think about too what how powerful it can be to be to play music and and how you can positively or negatively influence somebody based on what you're playing, how you're playing it. And that basically vibration is very powerful. I was gonna go down the, the rabbit hole of, of 432 Hertz versus 440 Hertz, but that, that we can save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> now you got me curious, what's the difference? <laughs> uh that's a good question well maybe tell have, us a little bit okay so I mean, we could go deep deep down the <laughs> rabbit hole and, and <laughs> so 
so there's conspiracies there of why music uh, today a um, being four, 440 hertz versus 432 hertz, which is supposed to be like more in line with our body and how uh, music affects our body. In my, in my experimentation with it, I think that intention is even more powerful behind your music than a particular vibration. Because when you're playing music, there's so many vibrations happening. It's not just like one tone that is this hurts. You're having an interplay between all different instruments and all different vibrations, frequencies. So I'll let the listener go down that rabbit hole if they want to. Um, there's plenty of literature on the internet to check out <laughs> if you want to. Well, all the way from like Nazis changing the the standard tuning to 440 because it's you can apparently control people through that vibration. I don't know. I I take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. But what I do know is intention is very powerful. And I think we often forget or don't realize how much power we have through our intention. Yeah, that's really cool. It's like a, it has it brought a lot of awareness to you of like the power that you wield. And with power comes great responsibility. G.I. Joe. Yeah, is that what that comes from? I love I it. <laughs> it feels G.I. Joe. <laughs> um, or maybe it's a Spider-Man quote. <laughs> it could be something, something from our childhood for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, now, okay, so your music, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what you do with that and where you've got yeah. it and what it's so, all about. So I, um, I have my hands in, in many different product projects um ableton is definitely one of my main tools um then we were talking about earlier ableton live is the daw that i use the digital audio workstation and that's basically a, a computer program to create music and you can do everything in that program it's completely revolutionized how i create music and how i share music i mean you could do everything from starting a track to mixing it to finishing a track you could dj with it you can perform live with it it's it's really an amazing program and if there's any aspiring producers music makers out there i highly encourage you to check out ableton live but um yeah i have my hands in many different projects i have a few different bands that i um work with uh, my main project right now is inspired flight um, we're finishing up our second album. Um, we put out our first album in 2010 and um, we're on hiatus for a bit, but we've been steadily working on our second album and um, I'm happy to say we're very close to being done and we'll be taking it to mastering soon and hopefully be dropping that album in 2022. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, I also collaborate with what kind of music um, is, is would you say? Um, that's like a mix of hip hop and electronic and indie rock. Um, my partner in the group, Gabe, um, also known as Nine Theory, check him out. He is an amazing producer, engineer. He comes from the more like uh, indie rock background, but we both have a deep love for hip hop and electronic music. So 
I came, I came from more like the hip hop electronic angle and we kind of combined forces and met and um, he actually hired me to do scratching on an album he was working on, I think in like 2005, 2006. And um, he came over, recorded all the parts and was like, yeah, we love the same type of stuff. We love Thievery Corporation and Bonobo and um, Kruder and Dorfmeister. And they're like, yeah, we should collaborate and see what happens. And, and that led to uh, creating some really awesome music and definitely something I, I feel very proud of. Our, our first album, We All Wanna Fly. Um, this is a great listen and highly encourage you to check that one out too. Cool. Like um, but yeah, yeah. I, um, I also um, produce for other artists. Um, I, I work with a really amazing MC named Kiyoshi. I, I was his DJ for a bit um, when he was living in San Diego, but um, I still produce for him and um, produce for other MCs and work with other producers and musicians from, from all over. Sweet. And so as a producer, what you're doing is you're just like making beats and sounds and like, like, are you making like sections of songs and then sometimes they develop into like a full song? Like, are you, do you yeah. have like a catalog of, of like different things that you are constantly creating or? I, I would say I definitely have a catalog of stuff that I'm constantly creating. Like my, my Ableton libraries is kind of crazy. I probably got thousands of projects that could turn into something someday. Um, but yeah, I think every collaboration is different. Um, when I'm producing for like an MC, for example, it's usually like, um, I'm, I'm making like the whole track and um, producing it from start to finish and I'll either record, have them come to my studio and record vocals with me or they'll send me tracks and then yeah. I'll, I'll mix that and um, expand it from there to a finished track. I imagine that, I mean, okay, so when I was doing the Ableton Jam, it was like, I would start with a beat and then i would like start breaking and like changing things and adding sections to it and before you know it there was like all these different sections and then at a certain point some of it wouldn't even fit together anymore and then it would kind of like bubble off into two new elements like two sure. new songs and then you got like these other things that are happening and then though you can grow and change those i feel like it's like it's so organic and, and there's there's infinite possibilities yeah they always it's amazing and yeah that that can be a challenge in itself in that because there's so many possibilities you have to be able to make decisions and otherwise you could just go on forever making changes and remixing your remix you know it's like it's it's fun though it's it's definitely it's a a world you can get lost in very easily and just lose hours and hours of time oh yeah yeah it uh it kind of reminds me of like fractals for sure yeah yeah definitely infinite infinite possibilities and exponential growth you can definitely fractal <laughs> off 
into some crazy beats and productions in Ableton. Yeah. Music music in general for sure can can take you some some places, but Ableton specifically like really just opens up the door to anything, any possibilities. Once you really like know the the ins and outs of the program, it can be daunting at first, but once you get like a basic understanding, it it's it's amazing. And I'm still learning. Like I've been on the program since at least 2007, and I'm still learning stuff. And then obviously always coming out with updates. And they're on Live 11 now, and they probably have 12 out like next month. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And I imagine when you're like, okay, so you what I'm picturing is you have all these different fractals different sections different pieces of things um like how do you have a categorization like system for yourself i imagine that you almost have to like as you're creating all this you're kind of create you're creating a library of your own sounds and so then you maybe have these that are like beat heavy or this or that whatever yeah yeah there's um there's does everyone have their own way of doing it I think so probably I mean there's so many levels to it you can I mean you want to be organized and be able to find sounds very easily but also like even organizing your tracks like I I try to organize my songs by beats per minute and also what key it's in so that way I can easily find songs that work together easily because I I come from a DJ background. So those are the two most important things when you're DJing is what the tempo is, what what are the beats per minute. And I also use a mixing key or the Camelot mixing system, which basically lets me, it's um, basically assigns um, a number from one to 12, and then either A or B, and that determines what key it's in. So for example, if it's in 9A, that's E minor. So you can mix E minor with the relative major, which is G major. So 9A is E minor, 9B is G major. So that's the relative major minor. They share the same notes in that key, in, in those respective keys. But then you could also mix E minor um, with, for example, B minor, which is 10A, or A minor, which is 8A. So you you can go you can go pretty deep real quick. But what's nice with that is when you're when you're DJing, all your mixes are gonna sound really nice because they're gonna work harmonically. Two songs can blend really seamlessly if they share the same notes. So I try to organize my stuff like like that. That way I can easily like mash up two different songs or, you know, remix stuff on the fly. Maybe I can take like an element from one song and combine it with what I'm working on currently. Wow, that's so cool. <laughs> that's so cool. And it Thank makes you. sense. It's like you have like two tracks or I mean tracks isn't the right word because tracks means other things in music but you have like two lines that you can go down and that are numbers and then they connect across to the a and b and so you can go up one number down one number and then across and that could allow you to like 
yeah go in these loops and that kind of like move through your musical universe throughout the, yeah the yeah it makes it, it makes it really fun djing because it's like gives me another like parameter to move in because before i discovered the the harmonic mixing i only mixed like with feel or like tempo so usually like you're trying to stay within this the same tempo range that you could beat match right but if you introduce the harmonic mixing then not only you're trying to beat match but you're also trying to harmonically match yeah that's awesome and i bet it's so cool because that's like upper level stuff that 90 percent 90 percent of people wouldn't be able to identify but i'm sure that at the end of the night they'd be like i don't know what was happening but that was incredible Word. you know yeah. it's like a thing that you can like you can feel when things flow really nicely and then yeah definitely you know, i mean it's the difference between like dissonance something like you have two conflicting uh scales or keys they're gonna they're gonna clash and it's not gonna feel good it's gonna create dissonance and that's like feels gross you know but yeah. if you have two harmonically sympathetic keys then it's gonna create a, a nice feeling you know or at least it, it won't jump out to you it's gonna sound more natural no absolutely i mean and it's the same thing with like putting colors together on a painting yeah. um you know there's like certain re relationships that work really well and then there's ones that just like clash and somebody might a lot of people i feel like don't don't feel like they know how to speak about art even though they can they would be able to say like something there doesn't work for me i don't know what it is but you know like you could you could identify that something doesn't work you might not know that it's like why it's not working hmm. um yeah, that's all really cool. I, I would that's in another cool. life, I would love to be a DJ. No, it just seems like so much fun putting putting music together and like flowing through it and putting. It's track super fun, and there's nothing stopping you from doing it in this lifetime. Yeah, that's I true. Mean, if you got Ableton, you definitely can DJ, um, pretty easily. It's um, uh, it's kind of built into the program where you can actually like there's a crossfader and you can select like with each track you can select it it's either a or b so you, you can crossfade between the two tracks true but what the thing that i really came away with by doing that little dive into ableton was i could see clearly that it you know it just takes time to to learn something and to become proficient at it and it takes a lot of practice and uh, hours and the hours i was putting into that i wasn't putting into my paintings and the business stuff and all the things and all like the art that I'm going after. And right now, uh, my one thing that I'm like really pushing to break through um, on is that. And gotcha. not that I shouldn't like have other things that I that I do, but there's a lot of things I do that are fun. And <laughs> um, there's only so much time in the day. There's only yeah, we only have so much time. That's the thing is like, and we all we all have the ability to do all these different things and be all these different people, but we only have one life. For sure. And it's love, but as long as you're following your passion and your heart and you're enjoying what you're doing, then I feel like as long as you're creating something, doing something with your time that 
speeding your soul, then it doesn't matter what you're doing. Art, art is art, creating is creating. And I feel like we are here on this planet to create and to uplift each other and do things that can positively influence the world. Yeah. So whatever your medium, do it. Yeah. Just so long as you're doing something, just do it. Go, go after things. Yeah. And if, and if someone doesn't know what their thing is, then they should try it all and see like what, what sticks out for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, you were talking a little bit about frequency and, you know, like uh, in terms of um, acupuncture and then music and then the way that it affects people. Um, maybe dive into that a little bit more. I mean, in terms, you know, we can talk about like the, the overlap between acupuncture and music and frequency and the effect on a person. And, you know, I like what you're saying about like the mind, body, spirit, how it all connects through it all. Yeah. So everything is vibration. I think, uh, Einstein said it best. He said that matter is just vibration slowed down enough that we actually like feel it that it's tangible but if we were to zoom in on a microscopic level we're all just made of atoms and stardust basically everything is vibration so whether it's color or frequencies like uh, sound frequencies it's all vibration and, and that's like that makes up everything our whole existence everything that we perceive everything we take in with our five senses is all vibration. So with music or with, with art, you're basically affecting the whoever is perceiving that, you're affecting their vibration and how they relate to the world. And if you can hit that perfect resonance, maybe, it's something like, um, I don't know, it's different for every, everybody, but there's certain things that resonate with certain people, you know, like um, just for example, like if you're, you just had a breakup, you're put on like a, a sad breakup song and it, it might make you feel better because that's like where you are vibrating at that point in time right so if you if the intention behind that music originally was to express how they felt in that moment and maybe other people could relate to that down the line without with what's happening in their life then there's there's some kind of reaction there there's like a chemical reaction that that's happening where we are taking in something from the outside from out, outside of our physical space and then we are changed whether that be for the better or for the for the worse it's it's influencing us so like i was saying earlier how we, what we choose to put in our consciousness, what we choose to consume 
whether that, that be like a TV show, whether that be the music we listen to, whether that be the food that we put in our body. Ultimately, we have the choice of how we want to operate within the world and how we, what we choose to put our focus on. That yeah, well, yeah, totally. Totally, what, what direction we wanna go. And it's cool how, or it's interesting how you have to become, you have to become aware of this concept before you can really take charge of it. And, um, you know, when we're younger, we're kind of just like in whatever soup that we're in and then we become like teenagers and then we're out in the world and we're, we're going to high school and we've got friend groups and we just kind of are like floating along and then finding ourselves and then your 20s are this like um yeah really like diving into your your own world and figuring out who you are and uh it seems like your 30s and is like okay now i've crashed through a lot of walls and figured things out a little bit and then see what I don't necessarily want a lot of mm -hmm. um and then your third yeah your 30s are like okay this is what I maybe do want and then it seems like your 40s and 50s are like a sweet spot or could be a sweet spot for you if you're intentional about it for sure yeah and I think that earlier that we realize that we have control of what, what we choose to consume what we choose to put our focus on the better off because you're right like we are we kind of when we're younger we take it all in and we take in stuff that it's not necessarily good for us or doesn't resonate with us and that's how we learn what works right but if you the earlier you figure that out of that doesn't feel good that feels good that feeds my soul that doesn't feed my soul then we can make informed decisions about how we want to form our lives you know because ultimately we are creating our reality through that through those decisions through what we who we choose to surround ourselves with what kind of energy we choose to take in what kind of energy we choose to put out into the world yeah I feel like your parents are pretty cool. My parents are cool for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like they, they set you up pretty well. Yeah, you know, just like uh, energetically, like music, you know, with the music vibes and, and everything. Yeah, definitely. My, my dad's from the East Coast. He grew up in Jersey and he was just like into soul and R&B from early, very early age. And I grew up listening to a lot of that. My mom is from San Diego, born and raised. And she kind of more into like the new agey stuff and like ambient, like healing music. And then my sister, she was like, brought in like the Beatles and Radiohead and Jimi Hendrix and The Doors and like the 90s grunge stuff. And that kind of created the hodgepodge of what, my musical taste became and I kind of just took it all in and I, I love all music really and it's it's really formed who I am through through my musical taste for sure which is like a lot of us but yeah my, my parents are definitely super cool and they they raised my sister and I right I would say 
grateful for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, in the, in the line of conversation here with, you know, going through stuff and learning and growing it, like, it'd be cool if a lot of this stuff was talked in, about in like growing up in school and things like that, of like how to, you know, manage what comes into your, your world. And there's a lot of people that aren't so fortunate to like get that sort of an education from people. For sure, man. Yeah, that's huge. I, I think about that a lot. Like, just how to live school, you know, how to like operate in this world. And if we could give tools to kids, like meditation, breathing practices, yoga, like that, how different would the world be right now? I mean, I, I consider myself very lucky that I was like exposed to yoga and stuff like that at, at an early age. Um, but I, I definitely, I feel very passionate about kids like having that knowledge and being able to utilize that from an early age that's I don't know where I would be without like a breathing practice or just being in tune with with my breath you know and, and I think that's a huge issue the world over is that people aren't breathing properly people are sh shallow chest breathing and not diaphragmatic belly breathing and when we can consciously breathe life gets easier we can handle stress easier. We can handle what those curveballs that life throws at us because the when when you're breathing shallow, you're more prone to anxiety, depression, and um, being more affected by emotions. But if you can really tap into that deep belly breath and know you always have your breath, you can come back to no matter what life presents you. It's definitely, it's, it's like what I was talking about earlier is bringing the body back to homeostasis, back to that balance point. If we're not breathing properly, it's, it's going to be challenging for sure. Life is challenging. Right. Yeah. It's wild that there's, that it's possible to handle things like that in, a, in with such a simple thing that we all have such a simple tool that we've all got like at our disposal all the time. And, and it's cool because some people might hear this and be like, Oh, wow. These are like two new age hippie dudes talking about meditation, but like Navy seals do this shit too. Like the, sure. it's called, they call it box breathing. And, but it's like, essentially you're like deep, you know, breathing in and then you're holding it at the top and then you exhale and you hold it at the bottom and like all kinds of different everybody does can do this and does this and and it really does make a big difference yeah for sure and there's so many different types of breathing techniques too um i'm currently reading wim hop's book right now yeah and i mean just the power of what he's been able to accomplish with his breathing technique and with cold therapy um you can change your whole physiology. You can strengthen your immune system, which is so important right now. I mean, in the age of 
COVID and shit, we got to do everything we can to strengthen our immune systems and be able to handle stress. And um, yeah, whether it's the box breathing or Wim Hof or like uh, other yogic breathing, pranayama, alternate nostril breathing, um, we, can, we can influence our chi, influence our, our life force. And, powerful yeah absolutely um are you ready for the question section sure all right all right um so these are the four questions that i ask everybody um same questions for this whole season so um the first question is what was your breakthrough moment in terms of music like when you got onto you know to the next level of what you were doing when you when you took it to a higher level it's hmm. a great question i mean there's there's so many moments that feel like external validators of like wow i'm like on the right path opening for bonobo at the henry fonda theater in la or um, rocking the Doolab stage at Coachella. We're playing Lightning in a Bottle. But I think like the, the big turning point for me is probably getting able to live and seeing that there's infinite possibilities of what you can do with music. Sweet. So like that, I mean, that was like, that's like unlocking the tool. Yeah, for sure. Open the door for everything. Yeah, and, and um, it's, it's another tool in the belt. Like I, like I tell people like my main instrument is a turntable, like scratching is what I feel like the most confident in. But like guitar is another tool, piano is another tool, kalimba, another tool um it's they're all just tools to be able to help it express what's in here you know what's in our mind and their heart and be able to translate it into something you know something tangible awesome love that okay okay good good answer all right uh question number two is Flow state is the zone. Flow when you're when you're not really thinking, you're being, you're acting, you're doing, you're creating. Um, what was a favorite flow state moment that you can tell us about? Hmm. I try to tap into that state as much as I can every day. Really, um, I don't know if there's any specific moments that I can really pinpoint. Um, snowboarding really helps me tap into that flow state or body surfing, just being in the ocean. Um, I was just in Hawaii this last week or two weeks ago and body surfing on the North Shore at Sunset Beach like really made me like open my eyes and my heart to 
see like damn like, this, is, <laughs> this is like amazing i i didn't like i'd been there before and it always scared me like because the reef is underneath but um I, I think that actually going and doing that this time around and and body surfing there made me realize like wow i can i can do a lot with this body yeah sure. <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh i was on oahu on the north shore last week myself what that's crazy <laughs> yeah i was at chun's you know where that is uh-uh. it's like on the way to north shore or on the way to sunset from haliva <laughs> it's okay. like halfway <laughs> what well that's crazy we were totally on the island at the same time yeah yeah <laughs> oh, it's definitely paradise it's <laughs> could have done this interview there yeah man we should have done that oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah definitely being in the water it's like it's it's wild being in any kind of water just immediately turns you into like a creature like a water creature you're no longer like a thinking i mean you are thinking but it's not like you can just sit there and be in your head and like calculate what's going on it's like you have to be in yeah. it it's like dancing for sure. You can't just like stand on the wall and dance. So you can't, you know, like be half in the ocean. Like you got to go. Yeah, you you got to fully embody it, take it all in and be 100% aware of your surroundings. And um, yeah, I, I get that just being in, in nature, anything I do, but especially water. Like I'm a water type, I'm a cancer but I'm also like a water element in Chinese medicine. There's the five elements, fire, earth, metal, water, wood. So I'm double water. So I'm like, oh, I'm a fish for sure. Like I love <laughs> water. That's awesome. Um, all right, sweet. Water flow. Love it. Okay, so uh, third question is, what is your advice to aspiring creatives? Creatives I of all backgrounds. I would say just follow your heart and do what you love. And it doesn't matter what, what that is. Just as long as you are not hurting anybody, just keep doing it. And yeah, just go, go head first and don't, don't be afraid of the outcome. And I'd say just create for the sake of creating. I, I feel like oftentimes we get inside our head to when we're creating about like, oh my God, what's, what's like the final outcome gonna be? How are people gonna perceive it? Are people gonna judge it? But I think that takes us out of the act of creating. Like it takes us out of that the flow state if we're like judging our output even before it's out, you know? So I would say, just let it flow. Don't worry about what the end goal is. Just, just do it. Just do it for the sake of doing it. And if you put your heart into it and you're passionate about it, it'll, it'll pay off eventually. It'll pay off in many ways, exponentially, because if you're enjoying what you're doing, that's the biggest payoff. 
Yeah, I like that. Yeah, my mom is a writer and she would always talk to me about the creative process and she would say that you really want to have two hats at least. You want to have the creative hat and then you also want to have the editor hat. And you shouldn't be wearing the editor hat when you're when you're wearing the creative hat. 100%. Um, that can come later and then you can edit things and you can refine and do all the things that you want to do, but it's a completely different um, different element. Yeah, that, that's great advice right there. Yeah, so I like to get real creative sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nice. And then I edit it later. It's great. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just get weird. Yeah. Yeah, the weirder the better, you know. And if you have an intention, then you can follow the weirdness along that line. But you don't need to like, you know, cut like, like brainstorming is very much like a growth process. It's not a clipping. Um, you know, you're not you're not trimming anything at the beginning. Um, okay, so last question is: What is your definition of art? My definition of art is something that taken with one of our senses that can change how we look at the world. So cool. you may like to get that. No, I like that. I like that. It's uh that's cool because what you're looking what you're doing with your definition is you're you're looking at it from the like the viewer or the listener or the experiencer's perspective and it's like uh it's like a change maker it's mm -hmm. a, like art is a catalyst for some kind of change yeah for sure and i i also feel like the original inspiration for art, whatever it is, it flows through us. Like, yes, we we like filter it through our own perceptions, but I feel like when I'm creating, I, when I'm feeling like the most creative, it's just flowing through me, you know, like I'm just tapped into that source energy. And the more that I can take myself out of the equation, like my own judgment, my own perception, the better. Right. Right. Just let, let the energy flow through, let the frequency of whatever it is flow through. And, and yeah, it's almost like that, like that, like your evolution of an, as an artist is one of learning how to like, uh, use the tools as well as you can so that they, uh express the like whatever message or the energy that is coming through you and then uh you as an artist what you're trying to do is like get out of the way as much like get your or maybe like your, your ego get your ego out of the way get your like yourself out of the way so that what so it's like less adulterated by you and your mind totally cool <laughs> i like this yeah it's a good, good definition session here <laughs> all right sweet well 
Um, I really want to say thank you for uh, being on the show. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for working with me on, you know, the scheduling and everything. My world's been kind of crazy recently. And so that's well, all good, man. We were in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We were connecting through the water. For sure. <laughs> I was like two miles away from you. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, no stress, man. It's all good. It all happened when it's supposed to happen. And I'm grateful um, to be part of it. Yeah. What you created. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And uh, yeah, it's cool to have gotten to meet you. It was fun because I learned about you for the first time in a book, which Word. is really cool. And uh, yeah, and then, oh, and then uh, you actually DJed a party that I, a virtual party through Alexandra that oh, nice. I got to hear that one, one time at the beginning of COVID. That was really cool. We did a, a virtual party. That was I remember that. That was a good time. Um, so yeah, you know, kudos to you to make a, by, for making a life of your creativity and your art. And it's definitely like affecting people in positive ways and helping, helping things go in a good direction. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it back at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. Um, all right. Let's, uh, tell everyone where they can follow you and connect with your music and all the things. Cool. Yeah. I'm on, um, all the music platforms apple music spotify um you could search for open optics one word o-p-e-n-o-p-t-i-c-s um that's got a bunch of my solo stuff and um collaborations um you can also search for inspired flight and um i'm on instagram open optics facebook all that jazz soundcloud um, you can check out some of my mixes. If you want to hear like some DJ mixes on mixcloud.com, just search for Open Optics or Create Bait is my record label. You can also check out uh, my website's createfatemusic.com. And that has a bunch of past projects and get up to date on the latest stuff. I wanted to talk to you about that name. That's awesome. Like Create Fate is such a cool concept for one it rhymes and it sounds great but for two it's like it's sort of a like it turns you in circles it, it reminds me of like the snake eating its own tail because fate is something that is like bestowed or just is and then creating fate is like upending it it's really yeah cool. for sure it's, it's kind of um it I always, not, not, not always, but I, I've felt for a long time that we create our reality and that we can influence our fate through our actions and through our thoughts and through our intention. So that was a big impetus behind the name. And yeah, it's totally like the, um, the snake eating its tail. It It's kind of one of those things that makes you think think about it a little bit because can you create your fate i i feel like you can i don't i i do believe that the universe has a plan for us but we can have a say in that yeah <laughs> i like this okay maybe we'll come back to this in part two All right. um, 
Uh, all right, cool. Well, this is the end of part one. We're going to take a little break. Um, can you give the human beings listening one more piece of wisdom? And it doesn't need to be about music or art or anything. It can just be about anything. Just breathe. I love it. That's great. That's great wisdom. All right, we'll be back. Again, this podcast is brought to you by High Ground Coffee, an adventure coffee brand with a new twist on brewing coffee, wherein you steep coffee like it's a tea. You just drop a packet in hot water and you go. It's the newest way to brew coffee and it's awesome. Use coupon code TAYLOR at checkout for 15% off. Visit them at myadventurecoffee.com. That's myadventurecoffee.com. And we're back. Okay. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are yeah? you? I'm doing well. I'm doing real well. Um, how you feeling right now? I feel fantastic. Yeah. Did you feel any nervousness at all going into this? I didn't. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's great. Um, some people are nervous going on a podcast. Have you been on podcasts before? I, I've helped like produce podcasts. And I've kind of um, been like a guest host, but never interview. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, you've been, you've been on stage. You've been in front of people. You've done all this stuff. Plenty. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, it seems like you're pretty well set up for all this. <laughs> uh, okay. So next, so what we're going to do is we're going to play the little game, the part two game. We got the questions or the concepts route. You can go one or the other. And then I got questions or concepts lined up for you. So uh, what's which direction should we go? I'm kind of intrigued by the concepts. Mm. Yeah. Really what to expect. So let's, let's go with that. Right. The concepts are intriguing. <laughs> questions are like more part one stuff. I think that part or for season three, I might just have concepts because it seems like that's always the more uh, interesting element. So. Okay, these are the concepts. I got three concepts for you. And um, you choose one, and then we go with that. So the concept one is community through music. Number two is the spectrum of frequency. And then number three is the tempo of life. I like the tempo of life. Okay, great. So this part's totally up to you. What do you what are your thoughts on it? What what do you feel about it? I think that when it comes to the tempo of life, I think that it's best to slow things down. I think that we oftentimes speed things up unnecessarily. Um, whether that be our job or all these things that we're trying to juggle, trying to go mile a minute, get everything packed in one small window of time. I think that leads to burnout. I think that leads to disharmony. I think leads to disease. And I strongly feel like we need to slow down as a whole and 
reiterate what I was talking about before. Um, reconnecting to the breath and having some sort of meditation practice really helps helps that to slow things down. And even though things move really fast in the world, when you do have a some sort of practice, breathing, meditation, you can kind of see things more in slow motion, even though things might be moving haphazardly, crazily, entropy around you. You can kind of be in the eye of the storm and slow things down, not, not be so reactive to the situations. Yeah. Yeah. As you're saying that, I'm thinking about like how seasons sort of have a different tempo to them. Like right now going into the Thanksgiving time and then the holiday time, it's like everything speeds up. It feels like everything speeds up. And then there's this little kind of lull of time from January 1st to maybe like March, you know, and then like the summer ramps up, everything ramps up towards the summer. And but like a practice, like you're saying, like, let's say you have a, whether it's like a regular yoga practice or you're part of a bowling league or whatever it is that you do that like is like a weekly thing or, a, you know, a couple times a week thing or whatever. Those are um, like almost like elements that you can kind of build around um, that can keep you like steady and keep things like like you said, slowed down, at least, you know, you can like start your day with like, okay, a grounding element. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cold showers like that is huge. You've been doing cold showers. I, I have been. Yeah. Since you started reading Wim Hof or before that? Before that, I, I um, was made aware of him a few years back and kind of had dabbled in the cold shower thing but since like reading the book i'm going going full-fledged into it but that like alone really helps to slow things down for sure and i i feel like when you do that you are way more um adaptable and stress doesn't get you as as intensely you could say as it would be i think because you are putting your body under the stressor of, of cold water then your rest of your day is easy compared to that right and and it gets easier like the more you do the, the cold water thing i don't do like the ice baths yet although i do like still trunk it um in the ocean from from time to time and i i just got the wetsuit out um it's it's a very powerful practice doing doing the cold therapy for sure oh yeah and if you're doing like if you're taking cold showers in the morning then it's that whole um like first thing you want to do is eat the frog hmm. thing <laughs> the concept of eating the frog for those who don't know it's like you you're gonna have to eat the frog at some point in the day so you might as well eat it first thing because otherwise yeah otherwise you're like always going to be thinking about eating the frog and then you're basically eating the frog all day long for sure you're just so, ruminating on it yeah so then you just do it yeah 
this house that we just moved to um the hot water heater takes a little bit to heat up so like the cold water it's like cold the shower's cold for like two minutes anyway i feel like i feel like i need to dive back into it yeah it's perfect that's a shock I mean, though even if even <laughs> if you love hot showers you could still do hot showers but work up to the end of your shower being cold so starting with 30 seconds cold at the end of your shower working up to like two minutes and it will get to the point where it's like it's not bad at all it actually like i enjoy it now it's only that like initial shock really because i think we we've kind of like programmed to think that cold is bad but it's actually like freeing us and and really like tapping into um like superhuman potential really um to strengthen our physiology and our, our body yeah and in our immune systems yeah and the Wim Hof stuff is really pretty amazing and like what it's showing and the concept makes sense it's like your your our human bodies are designed we you know we have so much more ability to react to stressors than we think we do but like humans from 10,000 years ago didn't have seat warmers and they didn't have hot showers and they didn't have anything like that and um yeah there's like a lot of health elements that just like activate when when your system gets rocked yeah for sure we've definitely gotten used to these these creature comforts and all like the i was just on the boardwalk earlier um looking at the ocean and i'm seeing like so many more electric skateboards and electric bikes and like things are getting way too easy for people out there like <laughs> we, we need to like definitely have a little bit of challenge in our lives otherwise like we're just gonna become blobs yeah. <laughs> you know like yeah and we're not gonna want to do anything yeah it's going to be interesting to see the the long-term effect of the e-bike and and all of it um you know maybe people are riding their e-bikes to the gym yeah i I mean it's definitely like in covid people just like bought e-bikes left and right we're in southern california and so we are in a unique spot where like in the winter time people can ride e-bikes a lot of the places in the country they can't do that but but all of a sudden you just I, like I, we would just see like so many people out and about and like riding around and going to the beach and going to parks and stuff and so that's definitely a good thing people are outside yeah that's that's exactly what i was saying it's like at least people are getting out right of their houses there is like still some movement of the body like especially some of the e-bikes you have to pedal a little bit i grew up skateboarding and I still love skateboarding I don't like try to do tricks or anything anymore but I love cruising and there's a really powerful element to um pushing yourself along um it's a meditation in itself like self-propelling yourself whether that be pedaling or on a skateboard but pushing yourself along is there's there's something to that that frees the mind and taps into that same flow state i think yeah yeah self-propulsion <laughs> it's, yeah it's a thing 
or you can plug in and ride an e-bike it was i got to i got to ride uh, my buddy's e-scooter this a couple of days ago he and i went for a cruise and i gotta say it was so much fun like i i did not think it was gonna be that awesome and i grew up snowboarding and it actually rides a lot like a snowboard nice. you have like your your a similar stance and i he's like once I got the flow of it, I started like carving and it felt and like leaning into the carve. It was like, it, it felt really similar. I was like, Oh, this is, that's dope. this is really cool. Have you tried those one wheels before? <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. Oh uh, no, I haven't tried a one wheel. No, I've tried a Segway, but the one, the um, one wheels are really similar to snowboarding too. You can like really carve into it. Oh yeah. My People, friend, my friend was like, Really, real into it for a while, and um, he he took a dive, and his family was not feeling it anymore. They're like, "We need to sell that." And then he got like a electric bike, <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is cool. Like the what you can do with like he got basically like um, a mountain bike, an electric mountain bike. And, hit the trails and that means it's awesome Those i don't know how much different. safer that is like i but yeah at least you got handles you know handlebars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i would imagine you could get the speed wobbles on a one wheel like, yeah for sure easy and then and there's just nothing in front of you nothing to hang out i mean yeah i don't know if yeah. it's safer or not but i there's definitely i i see people all the time like i see people like ride them on the low tide at the beach and it looks super fun on the beach yeah. and on trails and stuff part of me is like damn really want to get one of those the other part of me is like i am going to fuck myself up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i love snowboarding like that's like probably my favorite thing to do in life and the snow is like way more forgiving obviously there's like ice and shit but snow is way more forgiving than like concrete or dirt oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's why i never took a mountain bike it's like i would i would always like read about pro snowboarders or skiers mountain biking in the summertime and it seems like that's when they always got injured is mountain biking so i'm i'm good on on all that yeah but i'm really stoked on getting some snowboarding <laughs> holy hell <laughs> uh we got nova the dog in in the house in the recording studio right now she just pulled out the plug oh no um, scared herself a little bit y'all good nova yeah that's a good save though yeah she's okay you almost okay. went down yeah, yeah. it's okay <laughs> Nova. yeah having nova is such an adventure i've never had an animal before oh they're such blessings man i, I love dogs yeah yeah they're really cool they're they're such a learning experience for like in so many ways and and it's really neat how they're like reflections of you also and like how you are interacting and and that's also like what state of being you're in totally um, they're yeah. so perceptive and sensitive to your energy yeah they start, start taking on your personality too a little bit with their <laughs> own personality mixed in too totally oh man yep what else what else you want to talk about what's your opportunity to talk about anything creative that you want hmm. is there anything that you've been like really focusing on with your you know acupuncture or music or anything like 
like an a particular element that you're really like dialing in um that's a good question i feel like i just really just take take it as it comes whatever presents itself um you know whatever the universe kind of just drops in my lap you know I, i take and try to do the best i can at it um my friends are shooting a pilot right now in Chicago currently um, called Donut Boys. And um, we're going to be doing some scoring for that, at least for the pilot. And we'll see if it gets picked up. Um, hopefully that will be a steady gig for a little bit. Um, but that's like a, a comedy, like hip hop influenced uh, comedy series, potentially. Um, so I, I really love composing for film and scoring. Um, I got the opportunity to score a documentary um, about five, yeah, I think about five years ago. Um, it's called Omo Child, The River and the Bush. You can stream it on, it's for free on Amazon Prime. Really powerful documentary. Uh, it was always a dream of mine to do a soundtrack, so. That was my my first foray into doing that, and um, I love like creating the sound beds to match up with the visual and like matching what's going on on the screen to what's happening sonically is, is really exciting for me. So, um, hoping to do more of that, doing more like a uh, healing music, um, binaural beats, and uh, ambient sort of soundscapes I'm doing a lot of that uh, recently with Gianna she plays the crystal singing bowls and uh, we've been having a lot of fun with that we actually are co-creating like a little podcast like soundscape guided meditation experience that we hope to offer soon um and yeah, I'm working on a solo project as well. My own solo productions. I, I've never put out like my own album. So I'm um, hoping to finish that up and have that out in the next year as well. And I, I've got other collaborations that I'm working on. Um, I have a project with my friend Existence76, who's a, a dope DJ and record collector. And we put out a project, um, I believe it was in 2013, called The Way Ohm, Volume 1. And we're working on Volume 2 right now. It's uh, all Indian, um, the continent Indian-based um, samples. So a lot of like devotional music and um, some Bollywood elements, um, making hip hop out of that. So we're, we're working on volume two of that and we're hoping to um, combine that with volume one and put out a double LP of that sooner than later. Sweet. Yeah. This uh, solo project that you're doing, you've never done one before. What, what do you, like, is there a concept that is like, bubbling up that's like leading the thing or is it lots of concepts is there like where um what's your i think it, it took 
it took me a long time to really like figure out my own voice uh, with music because I I have I like we're, you're talking about before like having different hats I've, I've had like many different hats and I have many different styles I, I've had my my hands in many different projects and everything from hip-hop to house music to scoring doing more like cinematic movie music um kind of all over the board so it's taken me many years to really figure out like if i were to present something as my own solo thing to the world what would that be so i'm now have um at least like four songs to build around that are really like rooted in organic instrumentation, but with like um, some hip hop beats and, but one song is just me on guitar and, and singing too. So it's, it's um, kind of, showing the different sides of, of me and where where my strengths are so yeah i don't know it's um it's all experimentation really but for for my first project like my first solo open optics album or ep it's um it's got a specific sound and it's kind of hard to describe but definitely a lot of organic instrumentation with like some hip hop elements, be oriented. Yeah, I feel like it's gotta be a really wild experience being so steeped in music. And like you've just been, like your, your musical IQ in terms of the, the, your areas of specialty are, are, are high. And so then, and you've done all these projects, you know, out and about and around and with others and all these things and then to go and all and, and at, at some point like it's almost like coming home to yourself and then i'm sure you're having to ask yourself like who am i sure and like what do what what am i what do i want to say yeah that's something i ask myself a lot for sure it's like especially with with COVID and like the time where we were in the pandemic and we're more isolated is like when we do emerge out of this, how do we want to represent ourselves? Like what, what, how do I want to um, express myself and how do I want to present myself to the world? You know, that's, that's definitely something I'm sure that I'll, not just myself, but a lot of people are still thinking about maybe struggling with yeah and it's not like it's like there's a one a definitive answer that comes and that that is what you have to stick to through time or anything it's almost like a better question is who i am who am i right now yeah for sure because i can change moment to moment yeah and I think have, thinking of like, who am I? And like the big sense of like all encompassing, this is me forever could be um, paralyzing to people. And, and, so. and limiting too. Oh yeah. Because we are creatures with infinite potential, I feel like. 
we we are on here on this planet for a finite period of time and we got to make the most of our time on this planet do the most of what we can to, to, to do some good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're definitely, yeah. And we don't know, we don't know how long we're going to be here. We might not be here tomorrow. So we might as well like live as big and out loud and do as much awesomeness <laughs> as you possibly can. Can't, can't take uh, any moment for granted. Gotta, no. Every moment is sacred. Every breath is sacred. So just take it in. Do, do the most. Do, do what you can to, to take it in and to fully embody all, all that life can, can give us and what we can give back. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds great. You don't want to uh, lead us in a little meditation, do you? Is that your jam? Do you do that? Or is that Gianna's jam? It's more Gianna's jam. Yeah. I mean, I, cool. I do a little bit, but um, I'm good. Yeah, we're good there. Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, this has been awesome. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that everybody out there is enjoying this and getting a lot out of these thoughts and feelings. So thanks. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, cheers. Cheers, brother. So that was my interview with Eric Pauline. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. It's so cool to hear musicians talk about art and creativity. It's like we're all coming at the same thing from a different angle, um, but it, it's all it's all the same vibes. It's all the same frequency. We're all just expressing ourselves, and not just ourselves, but like our creativity. And the creativity is like a thing that's inside of us, um, or comes through us, or whatever. Um, yeah, it's kind of interesting asking the question, like, what is the self? Who, who are you? And, and what part of your expression is you? And what part isn't you? What part is, you know, like your family or your upbringing or your culture? and or like your physical body like what what is you like there was a cool little talk that i sat in and the guy was this monk and he he told a story about a monk another monk telling this this concept of like holding out your hand and saying is that you and then saying like okay what what if it was actually you know cut off would that would that be you would your hand be you if it's not attached to you anymore. And um, yeah, and there's that, that same thing kind of goes along the metaphor of like 
your creativity or your habits or your ideas, all these things. Like, what is what is you? I don't know. <laughs> I I definitely don't know. Maybe you guys know. Um, yeah, art and creativity. It's all really fun. It's fun to think about. Fun to play with. Fun to dive into and enjoy. Because it's an ex- ever expanding fractal of a universe you can just keep on diving deeper and as you go deeper more opens up that's life i guess right you just keep on going until you can't go anymore that's the life of a creative i think (laughs) that's why like artists never like really retire it seems like they just kind of shift gears and do different things that are appropriate to their like body's abilities. Yeah. Anyway, I'm totally rambling. So thanks for listening, guys. I hope you're doing some creative stuff out there and being awesome because that's what you are. Cheers. Cheers.